Welcome. You are listening to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about. Welcome to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. I am Callie. I'm your host for today, and I have an exciting guest with me. I have Estrella Rogers, who is a licensed social worker, but she has gotten a passion for helping couples, uh, helping people find passion for one another again and build healthy marriages. And so she is start got some things she'll share with us today but um we'll also at the end let her invite her to share more how we can connect with her but Estrella thank you for joining us on the Better Together podcast welcome thank you thank you for having me i'm excited about today thank you well start off by just telling us um how did you get interested in working with couples and marriages mm. so it's probably actually a more personal story to be very honest um I, you know, became a social worker to help people in general. And I wanted to save the world, save all the children, um, save all the families. Um, And so I, you know, once becoming licensed, I actually became a um, registered play therapist where I was helping children and I I loved it. Um, But then I started working with couples probably as a military family life counselor um, when I worked on the base on Camp Lejeune. Um, But I started working with couples. And I realized as I was working with couples that, they really did not have the tools to be married. Um, There were so many families that were breaking up and so many families that were having issues. And a lot of them just did not have the tools. Um, The other thing that happened for me in my personal life was in my own marriage, I started realizing that my husband and I, we didn't have the tools either. Hmm. Uh, We've been married for 14 years now. Um, We've been together for 20. But in the earlier stages, we really like you know, the examples that we had, well, I should say I had, were not the best um, in regards to how to be married. Um, So what happened was I started looking at this and I started looking at my couples that I was seeing um, as a clinician. Um, Me and my husband actually at one point went to counseling, went to marriage counseling, and that was it for me Hmm. Um, because my marriage counselor was amazing. And I realized not only the work that I was doing that was important, but when you actually experience it on the other side, um, I was like, this has to be it for me. And so that's when it actually became my niche. So before I was doing it and I enjoyed it, I loved it, but now I'm actually in the process of getting certified as what we call a Gottman therapist. And so um, I really like my my mission now um, is to really help couples in learning how to be married and what that looks like and how to have a healthy marriage. Um, because without it, you know, the family falls and we don't want that. And I think we all start out with the hope of having a healthy marriage. I mean, no one wants an unhealthy yeah. marriage. How, yeah. What are some of the biggest pitfalls that people kind of fall into? How do people get off course when they start out with good intentions? Yeah. So one, I will say the biggest I see is, well, there's two biggies, I will say. Um, The one big one that I see is children, Mm -hmm. to be very honest. And we all love our children, but what happens is 
they have children. And then once they have children, the children become a priority. And once the children become a priority, then the marriage is no longer. And we could, we begin to, we're good, we have 10 soccer games or we have um, gymnastics, we have jujitsu, we have um, the school play, you know, all of these things. Yeah. And I'll ask couples and I'll say, well, when is the last time you went on a date? And believe it or not, I'll hear a year. Um, oh, gosh. maybe yeah. two, like, I mean, yeah. and, and, you know, and they'll say, well, we go out all the time and I'll say, but do you go out together or do you go out as a family? Mm-hmm. And so normally it's as a family and they really feel guilty when they leave their children. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, they begin to almost be roommates, mm-hmm. um, because they're doing that. Um, the other pitfall is communication. Mm-hmm. Many, many people, the number one thing that when they'll sit on my couch, they'll say, we don't know how to communicate. Hmm. Um, And what I've learned is a big part of that is because either one, obviously they weren't taught. Um, We grow up and depending on what culture you're a part of or depending on what your family was like, um, a lot of times, especially for our men, they grow up and you can't express your feelings. You know, they can't talk about how they feel. They can't talk about, you know, what they need, what they want. It's you're the provider. This is what you're supposed to do. And you're not supposed to have feelings. And so now you have a husband and a wife and she's asking these questions. She's wanting these things and he doesn't know how to do it. Yeah. So communication becomes a big part of the pitfall because now we don't know how to communicate about finances. We don't know how to communicate about the children. We don't know how to communicate about our wants, our needs, our work, you know, even, even employment. Like, you know, there's so many things that they don't know how to communicate. And so now, or communicate about, I should say. Um, And so then to be very honest, they end up on my couch or in a healthy relationship. So where do you start? I mean, you, you've talked about this idea some that really intrigues me of how, how to fall in love with your spouse all over again. I mean, but it's not steps happen. Like you've been in yeah. this marriage. So how do you get a fresh start when it's not a, truly a fresh start? Yeah. So, so the first thing is really realizing it's, we need a fresh start, you know? So realizing where you are in the relationship, which I will be very honest for a lot of couples, I think is a hard pill to swallow in a sense, yeah. um, because you have to admit that you haven't been perfect in the relationship and you have to admit that we're at a place where we're not in love. So like, I love you. I love being in this house with you. I love the idea of us being married, but I'm not really enjoying it. And I don't really know like who you are anymore. I'm not. So you have to first really admit that you're at that point. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that then you start to really cultivate um, a culture of appreciation, right? And so you really want to start like expressing gratitude for your spouse, really um, showing them how much you admire them for the things that they do. And that's little and big. Um, I'll, a lot of times, you know, people will come and again, I'll talk about couples, but they, you know, they sit on my couch and I'm like, well, tell me about what happened that was good this week. And they'll look at each other and they'll be like, you know, nothing like nothing, nothing good really happened. Right. But then as we start to talk, I'll say, oh, so such and such, you know, I'll say, oh, so your husband woke up this morning and he gave you a kiss before he left the house. Yeah, he did. Okay. So she put a note in your lunchbox. She did. And I'm like, well, did you stop and say, thank you for that? And normally they'll say no, because that's something that they just normally do. And I say, you know, I'll tell them, I said, but you have to cultivate appreciation for the things that they're doing. 
So when you notice them doing something, especially when it's something you asked for, you have to stop in that moment and you say, you know what? Thank you so much for doing X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. So you really have to begin to cultivate that appreciation um, for your spouse. Um, You want to, of course, enhance like your emotional connection. Um, So you want to have that emotional connection. You want to start really spending quality time with one another, which again, as I said earlier, a lot of times that's what causes the the pitfall or the separation in in the first place. Um, But spending quality time with each other, um, realizing that quality and quantity are not the same. Hmm. Um, because a lot of times we will say, especially when I have people that don't have children, you know, they're like, well, we live together. We're together all the time. Yeah. I'm like, okay, but you're together all the time doing what? Like, Mm -hmm. what are you doing? You know? And so then they realize that, wait a minute, we're not really being intentional with the time that we're spending. Mm. So really being able to spend quality time, um, really getting to know one another again, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, through the years. And a lot of times you'll see this will happen with, you know, normally people that have been married, I would say five years plus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially your 20 and 30 year marriages. Like, it's like, who who am I married to? At some point, you don't even recognize them. Um, but what happens is we have something that's called love maps. And love maps is like how you actually know your spouse. What do you know about them? And so when you're learning about them, you're going to ask them questions like, well, what's your favorite color? Mm-hmm. Because I've been with you for 10 years, but that doesn't mean that you have the same favorite color that you had 10 years ago, right? Yeah. What's your favorite movie? You know, what, what's your favorite um, food to eat? Because things change. Mm-hmm. And so as things are changing, if I'm not sharing it with you as my spouse, then do you really know who I am 10 years later? Yeah. Right. So really being able to um, enhance that emotional connection, sharing your dreams, Mm -hmm. sharing your visions, sharing your goals, um, sharing your feelings about things, you know, really being able to connect with your spouse. And so if you want to fall in love with somebody, I have to know who they are. Yeah. You know, we have to have relation. We have to be relational. And so you want to enhance that connection. Um, you know, listening to them, of course, and that comes in with communication and that's something that we work on, you know, in sessions, but how do I actually listen to you actively? Um, Mm -hmm. not just hearing what you say, but really giving back to you and like summarizing, you know, this is what I heard you say, Mm -hmm. you know, is this really, is this really what you meant? Um, because a lot of times when we're talking, I'll say X, Y, and Z, but you hear A, B, and C. Yeah. Right? So it's like, I didn't, did you just hear what I said? I said. You know, and, and it's like, how did you hear that? Right. And so, if you want to increase your connection and you want to fall back in love with this person, I also have to really understand you. Yeah. You know, and I have to understand who you are and I want you to feel understood. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a big one because we'll walk away from a conversation and like everybody's like, okay, well, I'm I'm going to do this and we're going to do this. And then it's like, but when you come back, you're like, wait a minute, like you didn't hear what I said. Like, that yeah. is not what I asked you to do. <laughs> or, you know, yeah. you know, so really being able to listen actively um is really important because you really want to know and understand what they want. Yeah. You know. What do, you, what do you do when trust has been broken? Because yes, you want to listen, but sometimes you don't want to share or be vulnerable if that 
bond of trust has been broken. If you opened up and shared before and you feel like they haven't paid attention or um, your trust has been broken in a different way, infidelity or just a a financial Mm -hmm. trust, or it can be in all different areas, or they've shared something before that you did not want to be shared. I mean, how, how do you start to do it when that trust has been broken and there's just a hard time of even opening up? Yeah. So to be very honest, um, the first thing that I would say is um, find a therapist mm-hmm. um, or a coach to help you through that. Um, and this is why I say that, because the first thing is it's really important for the person who broke the trust to understand what the other person is going through and how difficult it is for them to trust now. Right. Because gaining trust is a is a is a long process to gain somebody's trust back. And so they have to really understand, number one, okay, when I broke her or his trust, how did that affect them? How did that affect their ability to communicate with me? And then how do I receive what they're trying to tell me now? So as they're trying to tell me things, and it may be little things, so you start off with something small, right? And so um, you may say, hey, can you go here and then do this for me or whatever? And then, you know, with hopes that they're going to do what they're supposed to do, come back. Um, But when you do that, you give them little things, but you want that done, right? Mm -hmm. So the hope is that as we give little things, as we try little things, we grow. But the person that was the betrayer or the... um, well, I'll just say betrayer, the person with it was a betrayer, they need to understand what they need to do on their end as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do say that if someone or if a couple is going through that, to really find them a therapist that will help them to be able to communicate through that and to be able to help them learn how to now share things with one another. So that way the person that is sharing feels safe. Um, and the person that you know was the betrayer or that lost trust is now able to give them a safe place to land on. Yeah. You That's know? good. That yeah. takes time though. I mean, how, what, and that takes just a lot, a lot of patience too, which not a lot of people have. I mean, how do you help people stay hopeful? Um, how do you help them stay committed and in it? Like, okay, no, I really do want this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put in the time and the energy it takes. And what do you do if the other person in the relationship is not as invested? If it's one person who really is more invested than the other? Yeah. Um, so from from the, I guess from the beginning, you know, the first thing that you really, you you really want to, um, <laughs> you really want to make sure that they both want to be in it, right? So I'll be, I will be honest. Like when they come in, that's the first thing I do ask. Like, is this something that you both want? And sometimes you have someone that will say, well, you know, I'm not really sure. And then the other person says, well, yeah, I do. And so from that point, I'll say, okay, well, the first thing we're going to do is let's start looking at the positives also. Let's look at the mm-hmm. things that we're doing well. Um, a lot of times when we are in this space of, I'll say contempt, um, or you're in a place of like resentment and all of those things, like all you're looking at is the negative. Mm-hmm. So what keeps them going when couples come into my office, I'll say, Hey, how, how's our progress? You know, what good things do we do? And like I said, they may not be able to pick it out in the beginning, but then as we start to pick it out, it's like, Oh, this week wasn't that bad. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we start to look at the positives and as they begin to see change, mm-hmm. that's what keeps them going. 
So if I can see that you're really working at what I've asked you to do, if I can see that you're really trying to be thoughtful, you're trying to be intentional, I can see that maybe you change your schedule around to make sure that we had more time together because we used to didn't do, you know, if I can see those things, Mm -hmm. I can see that you're trying to work on your trust and you've got your phone open all the time or there's no more passwords on your stuff or, you, you know, like all of those things that we put in place. But when I, when I come and I start to realize like, Hey, you're actually trying. Mm-hmm. That's what can keep people going yeah. because they know the other person is trying. Um, I will be very honest though, and say that every ending isn't happy. Yeah. Right. Which, so, and that is the hard part. That is yeah. the hard part um, because sometimes so much damage has been done that the person that kind of has the foot out the door, they will say, thank you for trying. Thank you for everything that you've done, but I I can't, I just can't give it anymore. And so that's why we do things like this podcast to where the hope is that people will see this earlier Mm -hmm. and they will begin to say, you know what? That sounds like my relationship. That sounds like where we are, or I don't want to be in that space. Maybe we should go get help now. Yeah. You know, maybe we should go listen to more podcasts, Yes, (laughs) you know, so, so they don't get to that space where too much has been done. So what do you say, Australia, to the person who would say, yeah, I've got a a good marriage, but (laughs) it's not, it's not great, but it's not bad. Like, but what would you say the person that just, they wanted to be better? That, but it's good. Like, it's not a broken marriage. Is there's no been lots of trust. It's just, they just really want it to be great. Mm-hmm. So to be very honest, I would say, what does great look like? Mm-hmm. So when when you say, I, I want it to just be great, like I really want to be happy, what's missing? Mm-hmm. What do you actually want to happen? And so then we take them from where they are and we say, okay, well, what things do we need to start putting into place? You know, what do we think? What do we need to start? What activities do you all want to do? What do you, you know, what do we need to do in regards to communication? What needs to be more? Um I have an activity that I do with couples. It's called um, teach you how to love me. Hmm. And um, It's really, I, I really love it. And every time they do it, like they always come back and they're like, oh my God. So, um, but what they do is they take little um, mailboxes. I give them like little boxes and it'll be a his and a her. And they each have to write down seven index cards. And on the index cards, they write down what they want from the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has to be either $5 or less, or it has to be like an act right? Mm-hmm. Something. And so what they'll find is a lot of times um, I'll have people come back and they'll say, oh, she asked me to just meet her in the kitchen and dance. Aww. Or, you know, he asked me to meet him for lunch. Um, he asked me, I'll have some, um, well, sometimes they'll get a little, you know, uh, intimate with it. And yes. Like that up there. Or <laughs> Which is an important <laughs> part of a marriage too. I get that. Very, very important part of marriage. Let me say that. Um, but you know, but they put these things up there. Um, and I tell them to be very specific. So if you want like candy, you know, bring me home my favorite candy, a pack of Twizzlers, you know, or whatever. And so what happens though, nine times out of 10, um, they'll come back and they will say they learned things about their spouse that they had no idea that they wanted. Hmm. And so what happens is you had a healthy marriage, everything is great, but there were things about your spouse that you didn't know that they desired. Right. And so now they start implementing these things. Um, So again, like I said, notes, I did have one couple and she's like, he wanted me to put a note in his lunchbox. She does it every day now. Every day she writes her husband, you know, and so you, you learn about these things. And I think a lot of women don't realize how 
much men want thoughtful things. Yeah. You know, like we think, oh yeah, they just want the intimacy part of, they just want, no, you know, men actually want to be thought of as well. Mm-hmm. They want the letters. They want the, the, well, we don't normally give them flowers. So maybe they want the candy, <laughs> they, you know, they want you to bring them lunch or, you know, they actually want those things. And so yeah. we have to, the same way we ask for those things, we have to do the same for them. Yeah. Oh, you know? I love that. Yeah. It's really nice. So I think that's it. Just what do you want and learning how to implement it? That's so awesome. Australia, these have been helpful words of wisdom, you know, ideas. And I love the practical ideas too. I'm, Roz isn't doing this podcast with me, but guess what? He and I are going to get to do the those seven things. He doesn't know it yet, but he will find out soon. I love it. I love it. Yes. But this has been helpful. And so um, if people want to know more about your work, get connected or find more resources, where can people connect with you, Australia? Yeah, absolutely. So they can actually reach me at um, www.starlevelcoaching.com. They can actually find me on Instagram at the Couples Toolbox um, and as well as on Facebook at the Couples Toolbox. Um, I also, and lastly, I have a practice. It's www.withoutlimitscounseling.com. So um, they can actually find me on the internet and in the social medias um, and, or they can actually call my office. (laughs) Lots of great ways. And I love it on your website, starlevelcoaching.com. You've got a free couples workbook on how to keep the fire going in the midst of quote unquote life, which life gets crazy. So yes, that's important. So there's a free workbook out there as well, friends that you can use and download and see what it has to offer. I've not done that yet. So I need to do that as well. So Australia, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for your encouragement as well. And um, friends, I hope this has been encouraging to you. Perhaps you're in a strong marriage. Perhaps you're in a marriage that you would say it needs a little work. Um, Or perhaps you know someone that just needs a word of encouragement for their marriage as well. So whatever it is, I pray you've been blessed and that you'll share it with someone else to bless them as well. In the meantime, remember, we are better better together. God bless. Thank you.